0: hello hello listen honey hi fam happy post holidays how many of y'all were wearing spandex for christmas dinner uh, i know i was and will continue to do so every year because i always hate what i'm wearing during christmas uh marav is chilling with me across the way hi marav happy hanukkah <laughs> thank you marav thank you so much do we say mazel tov? yeah we do
1: that's for a bar oh, or, or a good well what do i say for christmas you mean for Hanukkah? Yeah, or for Hanukkah, you yeah. You say Chag Sameach. Wow. Samea. Chag Sameach. Chag Sameach.
0: Chag And that means what?
1: It means happy holiday.
0: Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Chag Sameach to all of our fam out there.
1: So today's
0: podcast is coming right after the holidays and appropriately right before the new year. I specifically wanted this episode to be geared towards my fam, Marav. If you guys don't know, Marav works with me and she's also a special girl in my life. She is so insightful and so... Um, wise for your age, Marav. Thanks, Jeannie. you super on. We're both from the Bay Area. Oh, yeah. So in working together, it's so enjoyable to have a person who can play back positive thoughts and to continuously remind ourselves how to be mindful and to be thankful. Because we have crazy schedules. Marav knows I go back to back to back to back in my days, whether it's podcasts to YouTube series to talk show to appearances and all the projects I have in between. But it's important to always give back to our fans and to make sure that our fans feel that we are appreciative of them. I tell Murav all the time that you guys are the reason why we have a podcast. You guys are the reason why I have a YouTube series. You guys are the reason why I want to do this type of work. When we comment through social media, the, ways that, the only ways that I can hear from you, or sometimes you guys run up to me in the airport or you know at the grocery store, you hit Mama Maya up at Marshall's. I hear that you guys are like Marav and I, in that you love insightful conversations. You love to be more evolved in where you are in your life. So, in bringing in 2020, I and Marav rallied up all of your questions that you guys DM me now even though these questions don't pertain to you listen up because we are a society we are a family out there we are all interconnected so somehow maybe my advice can help you and maybe it'll enlighten you to go and help another friend out there pass on the word or send me a question that's more specific to you because I want to do this on a regular basis for you so Marav hit me with the first question and we're also going to we're gonna make these names private so that people's shit isn't all out there
1: Mm -hmm. got you okay so uh, I'm gonna start with this one because one thing that one piece of advice that I've that Jeannie has given me um, at least is managing expectations. And oh, so you know, and this is big. And this uh, this follower of yours asks, how do you let go of the past expectations, people, and otherwise? Ooh, how do you let go of the past, comma, expectations? It's ellipses actually. Dot dot oh, dot. Oh oh oh. Okay. So that would mean expectations and people of the past but I think that that is even though it's asking about the past that's a very present question right how yeah. do you now let go of the past so right. past expectations past people in your life yeah uh, maybe toxic people or um unmet expectations got you I understand
0: okay so I'm sighing because I want to unpack this so that it really helps everybody out there I like Marav. I think it's interesting that you started with managing expectations. And the reason why that's one of the most super tips I've ever gotten in life is because it allows you to be responsible about what you expect and it allows you to let people know what to expect from you so that nobody gets misled or nobody gets frustrated. Can we make up a name for her? Is this a,
1: a woman? Um, this is, or a man. I believe, a woman. Okay. and Yes, this is a woman. Um... Let's name her Jupiter.
0: Marav's nephew. Her nephew's name is Jupiter, and I think it's the dopest name ever for, for a little boy, so we're going to name this woman Jupiter. <laughs> so, Jupy. Because we like you. Yeah, how you doing? Um, so, this is what I would say. First of all, you can't ever let go of your past, but you can let go of the weight connected to it. I want to start off with that. Things have happened to me. You guys have heard me over and over again talk about shit that's happened in my past. I don't want to forget those things. Those things made me who I am and it's taught me some lessons that I will never be able to understand the way I've understood from child abuse, people pleasing, making decisions without listening to my intuition. All those things had to come with that, that price. So I can remember those things in order to define who I am today, but it doesn't come with the weight and the guilt. So let's start there, Jupy. First of all, everything that you have, that you just listed with the ellipses, clearly it brings you weight. It brings you burden. Let go of that weight because you should start to focus on what you gained from that. I always say life will repeat its lessons until you've learned them. Like life will continue to repeat the bad choice of boyfriends you have or the fact that you keep getting evicted or the fact that you keep going broke. Life will have to teach you a lesson and if you don't learn it, you'll keep having that same mistake happen. Mm -hmm. So... The one thing I want you to get, Juby, is to release the weight attached to these these beautiful lessons that you've had. So then you can move forward. Okay, so now you've gotten the lessons. Start to extract what are those lessons you've gotten from them, right? Now, how do you actually – wait, ask the question again. How do you
1: actually let go? Like how do you, how do you let go is basically what she's okay. asking.
0: so that's why I'm making it very clear that you don't – forget these memories. Like, don't try to wash them out of your mind because the bitterness and the resentment is still there. But when you take what you've learned from it, when you take from the good and you start to breathe life into those things, you'll start to feel a power. So when we look at Michelle Obama for being steadfast and constantly strong, we look at these women because they have gone through some type of hardship and they've extracted the strength that now gives us the reason why we should listen to them. So you in all of your trauma or all of your bad choices in life, get if you can extract what you've learned from it, it gives you a certain power that nobody else can have. I went through a sexual trauma and just because I did and maybe today 30 million other women have experienced sexual trauma, all of us have a unique different power that can speak to somebody out there who needs it. So remember that about yourself. In order to let it go, find the power within these examples and then Start to let go of the weight associated with it, not what you went through in order to get that power to make you who you are today.
1: Yeah, it's like you're I love that you said that, Jeannie, because I feel like power is the greatest word. You're regaining power when you let something go, because when you can't let it go, it has power over you. Exactly. Now, going back to your managed expectations,
0: here's how you move on in life without letting things repeat itself. What I like to do is to know what I'm capable of, know what I'm open to evolve and, and, and stretch myself in, but not start to do things just for other people that would later on set me up for failure or let, set me up to what they think is failure or other people will think is failure. So for example, if I know, I'm just bringing up, you know, I don't know what your ellipses go on to as far as your past situations, but for me, let's just say trauma, right? For me, I have trust issues. Um, I'm not like a super jealous person who needs to check your phone or anything, but I have an issue with being invalidated. If I, if you say you're going to be committed with me, whether it's in a relationship of work or if it's going to be um, an actual relationship of dating, I need to know what does that mean? How often do we show up for each other? When we, we talk to other people, are we open about saying we work for each other or we're dating each other? What are those things? Because I need to be validated to make sure that I know that this is real. My trust cannot be, cannot be um, played with, and that's my expectation. And I will do the mm-hmm. same for you. Mm-hmm. Now, what I did in the past is I didn't make that clear. So I dated people or I got into work relationships where they're like, "We'll try you out and we'll see how it goes." You know what I mean? In mm-hmm. Hollywood, mm-hmm. and they use you and they don't pay you, or they use you and they they kind of just call say one thing in your face, but then call you a background backup dancer, you know, behind mm-hmm. your back or something. I'm just making up things, mm-hmm. but basically. I need to be up front to the person to say, this is what I expect of you if you engage in this relationship with me. And this is what I can provide you. Therefore, when you move forward, you don't commit to things that you never said you'd do. And you don't find yourself wondering, why are you in this when that's
1: not exactly what you want? Does that make sense? Well, Well, it does because you're basically elaborating on the management part of expectations where it's like, you know, this... Joopy here is asking, how do I let go of past expectations that are clearly unmet, I'm assuming? Mm. It's because you have to change how you have expectations. Yes, You know, like maybe your expectations were unrealistic or too high or cre- critical, you or know? you can have high expectations, but was that person willing to perform them, those right. for you? Mm-hmm.
0: Because when you manage expectations, you and I have an agreement that goes, Jeannie, yes, I can do these things for you. I'm not great here. And then I can go, great, I will expect you to do those things. Not so much that. Mm-hmm. And then you move forward. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. With Jupy. if she has leftover feelings about past expectations, maybe she, had, she can have whatever type of expectations you want. But mm-hmm. if you didn't manage them with the other person and there wasn't a consensual agreement, then you're going to be sitting there wondering why they didn't perform those things for you when Precisely. you didn't put it out there and make it heard or match your expectations
1: with what you know they are capable of doing. How do you feel about talking about pre-Jesus genie? Do you want to give a little story? Yeah. Okay. That's okay. So... Um I love that. How do you
0: feel about talking about and she gave me this look like pre-Jesus genie. Is she like it was almost like a blink twice look like Jeannie <laughs> tell me?
1: Do you want to open that, that box? That's... Yes, I do. Okay. So this person, um, you know, based on this actually this looks like a female to me. Okay. Um, but again, not making any gender assumptions. So, uh, can you tell us more about pre Jesus Genie and how you got to where you are now?
0: Amazing. Okay. So let's call this woman Aquafina.
1: Hmm.
0: That, name? That was the water I used to buy because it was the cheapest water in the liquor store, but it was the biggest size. You know how everybody else had a regular like Alhambra water bottle size, but Aquafina was like bigger for some reason. It was $1.59. Bang for it. your buck. There we go. So Aquafina, you are large and in charge for me. So pre-Jesus Genie, if you guys watch The Real, it's a talk show that I co-host with three other amazing hosts. And I talk about pre-Jesus Genie. Step with me on a spiritual trip for one second. So when I was younger, you know, I went through some shit when I was nine. And then all hell broke loose. And I decided to go like balls to the wall and just like maybe not treat myself in the best way. But I had a gang gang of fun because I just had no responsibilities. So when I was 15, I was already drinking and driving. Not together. But I was, you know, out like just partying a lot. I was in the Bay Area. I was super into hip-hop and graffiti. I was skateboarding. I was just, you know, having reckless fun, but the most important part is that I didn't hold responsibilities to myself or my worth. So imagine that life when you don't, like moms today, they can't do certain things because they have responsibilities to their children. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a leader in the community, you don't do certain things because you're going to let down your community. I didn't have anybody to answer to and I didn't answer to myself. So, I really just had a lot of fun, got tattoos, did drugs, did a lot of different things and experienced life. And when I turned 24, I had gone through an eight year separation with my mom. We fell out of our relationship, didn't talk at all. So I'm pretty sure at that moment, I just was i was lonely. I, I, I honestly, as you know today, me and Mama Mai are super tight. So to lose that relationship with your mom, over sexual abuse because she didn't believe you. That's a pretty dark pit to kind of go through from the age of 15 to 24. Not only that, but I was just starting to try to figure out my career. So I could feel my brain and my spirit saying, oh my God, stop fucking around, you're so much more. And then my rebelliousness, which is a gift, but I wasn't using it in the right way, mm-hmm. was going the other direction of like, don't gotta answer to nobody. go do whatever the fuck you want. How low can you go like all those things that that was I was that girl. I wasn't like a hoe. I was just having homens. There's wow. a big difference like and there's nothing wrong with being a hoe. I just wasn't a ho ho. like I wasn't like literally going around like having open leg season for everybody, but I just was I was just having a good time and and not being responsible about people I was getting involved with, not just all sexually, by the way, like in every way
1: a woman can can be so. Not um, to be confused, by the way, with holiday homents. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? What does ho- that mean? Oh, ho- Holiday cheer. <laughs> anyway, sorry I interrupted you. I think
0: that it's beginning to look a thought like Christmas from the <laughs> law. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So, the weirdest thing happened to me. When I was 24, I had this, this, this dream. And... It was the craziest dream where I all of a sudden like really, really missed my mom. And I saw her, oh God, this is such a long story. If you really want to hear it, okay, DM me and I'll explain it in my another podcast because I don't want to drain you guys of this long story. But basically I saw a, my mom in a dream and it was a spiritual encounter. And now to my understanding, God was trying to tell me something in my dream and I didn't understand it until I woke up. And I actually followed what that dream told me to do, which was to go and meet my mom and confront her. Long thing, if you want to hear the story, DM me. But after I connected with my mom, I, all of a sudden, in that moment, because of my dream, understood that God had been sending me a message and because I listened listened to it and followed it through, I saw so much more ahead of me, which was, you've always been worthwhile. You've always been valuable. Situations happened to you that made you think different. But if you just have faith, even faith in something when you don't believe in yourself, you have to have something that's going to ground you to understand that you were made with purpose. It's not an accident when we are born. There's things, timing and the right type of science and, 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 and de- destiny and fate has to come together for you to be born. And then the events that happen in your life create you who you are, the way your parents loved you, the way that you kept getting up, but you'd fall down in order to become the resilient human being that you are trauma that allows you to think and love and have empathy the way that you do Um, frustrations in life as as you have setbacks allows you to be the fighter that you can be like these things give you so much heart that it would be a waste to just go throwing your life in different places and giving yourself to other people that don't deserve you until you love yourself the way you deserve in order to be the strong hold that you can be for others and so I learned that at 24, and I call it pre-Jesus genie because God really showed up in my dream in a crazy way that made me then confront my mom in a crazy way, that all of those things lined up to go, oh shit, that, that was somebody tapping me on my shoulder to be like, yo, I really put a lot of work into you. I really like made you with so much intention and those things that happened in your life was meant to be because you're supposed to be this fighter and supposed to have so much purpose and so much of a voice. You have to go through those things to understand that. So please don't waste this. I'm just nudging you to just tell you, like, stop fucking around. Like, there's so much more that can take place here. Just focus and value those things that happen in your life. And so pre-Jesus Genie was the girl that didn't know all that shit and had a ball of a time <laughs> turning the fuck up. And then turned into who I am today. So today is a combination of Janae, who I call, it's really pre-Jesus Genie, but with you know some responsibilities. Janae is that girl that's gonna be um, standing on the speakers at the club, um, definitely twerking a little bit, but then going home by like 10.30. So I, I still have a lot of fun in my life, and I'm so thankful for pre-Jesus Genie to have taught me that wild side of life and to t- teach me how to always have that rebellious spirit. But today, Jeannie has conviction and I do have faith. I really love seeing where God talks to me in life. Um, If you really quiet yourself at the end of the day and you just ask God, like, what did you want me to see today? What were the moments where you were speaking to me? I promise you, you'll always see one gift that he gave you that was unexpected. It could have been somebody who said something to you at Starbucks. It could have been money you found in your wallet. It could be an accident you dodged because you didn't get on the freeway the time that you were supposed to because you were actually running late for a meeting. It could be anything. But if you stop to be present and count those blessings, you realize you'll have more than you can count. So All the right. next question,
1: Marath. Next question. Um, my question is, how do you know when you are in a relationship with the right person for you? Great question. Especially around this holiday season because I feel like the holidays is when people
0: – start to make that do or die decision on whether or not I want to stay with this person for the new year, right?
1: Yeah, or they get like drunk on, you know, their holiday cheer. Accurate. You know, and then they're just like, yeah, I'll say yes to the engagement, even though, you know, we've been dating three months. (laughs) You're laughing, but I'm sitting here like, been there.
0: Anyway, here's how you decide if whether or not the person you are with is right for you. Number one. Do they make you feel safe? I can't believe I realized that word now when I'm forty. The word safe almost feels like a boring word. Like you never want to dress safe, right? You never want to um, um date safe, right? It sounds like you're just not you're not you're staying in your comfort zone, but that's not the type of safe I'm talking about. I want you to think about the home that you live in. It's important to feel safe in your home. Do you have gunshots going on outside? Do you have a lock that works on your front door? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you can sleep with both eyes closed and actually fall into slumber without somebody like walking into your window, walking through your window? Safe is a feeling that we usually have as kids if we had somewhat of a good childhood. And then somewhere after we start to go off on our own, people start to break that boundary of safe because of either ourselves or Mm -hmm. because people are just people Mm -hmm. but what happens in life as adults is we start to build walls because we don't know how to feel safe except in our own thoughts which then constricts our, our our ability to grow our ability to try new things and we also start to Lose that sense of vulnerability. Because vulnerability is the most beautiful thing. When you can be vulnerable with somebody, tell them how you really feel. Tell them if they hurt your feelings. Tell them if you really like them and you want to text them three times a day instead of when they text you back, right? Mm -hmm. Those are things that make you feel beautiful and wonderful and whole and real. But when you're not safe, you play the games and you hide who you really are. And that's fucking sucky, dude. So I realize now at 40 that if you find a person who makes you feel like I honor your feelings and I want you to be completely candid with me and I will never use that against you. Mm-hmm. I will never make you feel like, oh, you're whooped. Or, oh, now that I know you like me so much, now I can really go in on abusing you or abusing what you have that I can take cloud into or take advantage of. When you find somebody who loves you for who you are, not something that they can get from you, when you find somebody who holds your feelings in a safe place because they want to know what it is so they can work with you through it and help you grow from it rather than hold it in captivity because they have your weaknesses in hand. Mm -hmm. Safe is a really important word. So that's the number one question I would say when it comes to, should you stay with that person? Do they make you feel safe? Number two is, are they weight or wings? I've said this in past podcasts, but I feel like this is important to bring up again here when you're with that person, do they give you weight or do they give you wings? So wings would be an obvious. They make you feel after after sitting with them for coffee or sitting with them for a dinner or even hanging out with them for a weekend, do you feel enlightened? Do you feel refueled? Do you inspired. feel like inspired? Do you feel like you're thinking new thoughts or maybe had a new perspective on a mm-hmm. way that you've been thinking before? Or do you feel weight? Do you feel guilty? Do you feel ashamed? Do you feel blamed for something? Do you feel like you got into a fight about something you're, you didn't have any intention of getting into a fight about, but now you're mad for no reason. Or now you're mad because you're repeating the same situation that you guys keep getting into and you're not fixing it. Weight is just something that feels, it feels icky because it's, even when you get into arguments or debates or you know a clash of opinion with someone you love, you should grow from it. You should be able to talk about it so that you go, okay, so you feel this way, got it. I feel this way, got it. What can we do to compromise so that we don't make each other feel this way again and we never have this issue again?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and you grow from that. That's still wings even though it's a heavy situation. Weight would be, you know what, you made me feel like this and I, I don't appreciate how you're making me feel and you gotta change this or I'm not gonna be with you. And then now you walk away feeling blamed and insecure mm-hmm. and at fault. So number one would be safe. Number two would be whether or not they give you weight or wings. And number three, the last thing I would say is Does this person help you love yourself more? For some reason, people only think of self-love when you've broken up with somebody. I remember when I got divorced, everybody was like, this is the time for self-love. This is eat, love, pray. This is Stella got her groove back. Like Only when you get broken up with, then the glow up happens, right? You Mm -hmm. lose weight, you go to the gym. Why does that happen only when we break up? You should actually be in a relationship that's so loving that you continuously love yourself more each day as you love that person, right? Yeah. And... If you find yourself in a relationship where it's great if you're in love, woo woo, but you should also walk away when you're in your silent time by yourself going like, I'm a great person and I'm a great mate and I'm a great partner. Mm -hmm. And wow, I'm really propelling in these areas of my life, even though I'm as well as being in this relationship, it doesn't weigh me down or distract me from taking care of me. So if you find those three things check, hold on to that boo for 2020, baby. That sounds like a good one to me.
1: Yeah, and I really think the last one you said in particular is like the opposite of a red flag. It's a green flag when you when you're like cuz this person's asking like how do you know when you're with the right person? If you get that feeling of loving yourself more when you're with somebody, I think that's a that's a good indication that it's not a red flag that that's you're on the right track there. Green flag is if you
0: love yourself more while you're in that relationship. Mm-hmm. A, I like that. It's yeah. a you dropping gems, Marav.
1: Well, in the company of you. So. <laughs> I
0: love it. <laughs> well, you guys, the, I hope those questions helped somebody out there. And Marav and I love reading your DMs and holding on to great questions so that we can help other people out there. So please do send more in. Screenshot, again, where you listen to. Listen, honey. Send me questions. And for each podcast, every Monday, I post the podcast on my page. In the comments below, you can go fucking ham on anything you if you don't like the podcast go home roger no i'm just kidding if you don't like the podcast i want to hear why and if you do like it what exactly resonated with you because i love conversing with you guys and i also love learning more from what my listeners enjoy so we're a fam out there i really do so we're a fam out there speaking of which i not only read your comments on my gram or my dms i love reading your reviews Yo, anywhere you listen to this podcast, listen, honey, please do leave a review or rate it because I check out all of your reviews and it helps me know I'm doing a good job, honey. So let me know, okay? Thank you for tuning into my podcast and make sure to take care of yourselves out there. And if you drink, please don't drive. And if you drink, please don't text and drive. And if you drink, don't kiss him unless you know his last name. Like, just get that part through. Love you, bye. bye.